0: Hey, hey, just dropping in to remind you that if you want to be part of our Love the Run You're With Spring 2021 Virtual Race Series, you got to sign up by this coming Sunday, January 31st, because the training for the four-month-long program kicks off on February 1st, and you definitely want to be a part of that action. There is a virtual event every month culminating in May with a six-person race, virtual team relay that is so much fun we put the teams together you'll have a blast it's fantastic you get all sorts of swag including a t-shirt a medal a bib for each of the four races two fancy chocolate bars goo chews noon immunity all sorts of good goodness as well as support encouragement camaraderie it will keep you moving forward and smiling for four months we promise Check it out at trainlikeamother.club love hyphen the hyphen run. Again, that's trainlikeamother.club love hyphen the hyphen run. You want to be a part of the action. Trust me on this one. Discover the amazing benefits of CBD. Nature's Gem CBD products provide relief from joint pain, backaches, anxiety, sleeplessness, and more. Nature's Gem offers exclusive discounts just for our listeners. There's always a 15% off deal. Check out all the CBD goodness at Nature's naturesgemcbd.com slash AMR. Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell. Happy, uh... Uh, MLK Week, I guess yeah. we could say, right? And Fri-yay as we record this, so.
1: Fri-yay, yes, and a day where a week where my kid my kids had three days of school instead of five.
0: Well. Yeah. So, yes. Oh my goodness. We'll just, just rub it in. We're coming up on 11 months of no in-person classes. Wow. Wow. Well, I will say yes, today is a
1: day for teacher prep for them to go back to hybrid on Monday. So I'm, I am feeling very grateful for that. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But you had, you've been making some good use of some time with your kids or at least one kiddo.
1: With one kiddo with Ben who is 14. Yeah. So this past weekend, um, it was a long weekend as it was for most everybody with MLK day off. Um, and, uh, so, um, I was like, well, what do you want to do? I mean, because honestly, our weekends are his weekends for sure are just, um, a lot of screen time and then me asking him to empty the dishwasher and then more screen time and then me asking him to feed the dogs and then more screen time. I mean, it's just, it's endless.
0: I don't know what you're talking about. My children are just never on a screen. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> crafting
1: and reading and yeah. yeah like,
0: helping, helping, you know, those less fortunate, you know, it's just one. my children are just wonderful like that. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. So anyway, so we, um, I was like, what do you want to do? And he said uh, he wanted to do the in line, which is down in um, Colorado Springs, it's actually mm. in Manitou Springs, near Colorado Springs. It's kind of a legendary thing here in Colorado in that it used to be a the Cog Railroad, mm. and it's right up the side of a of the mountain. It starts at the bottom of Pikes Peak. Um, supposedly was the inspiration for the Stairmaster way back in the day. <laughs> um, and so basically, the, the railroad doesn't go that way anymore, um, but they have all the long Um, what are those called beams? Um, I know there's a better word for that, but anyway, they have the wooden tracks. Um, And so, yeah, so you can climb up it. It's basically a little less than a mile. It is about 2000 feet of climbing and it's about, um, I think it's a little over just under 3000 steps total. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of, I mean, it's legendary, right? I put up a picture on Instagram and people are like, Oh, I love the incliner. Oh, I wanted to do that. It was closed during the pandemic or,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: or I did it. Um, one woman said that she did it. Uh, Lorinda said she did it every day while her daughter lived in the two springs. I was like, Holy cow. That's a
0: lot. Oh my gosh! Like glutes of steel, man. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah.
1: So yeah. So it's open again. Now you have to make a reservation. Um, oh reservation and um yeah and we did it uh we did it i mean that's, <laughs> that's-
0: there end of story
1: <laughs> i mean he um you know he you know very teenagery um when you go out and uh into the world like he'll talk my ear off at home. Um, not about anything, of course, insignificant, you know, or <laughs> important, but you know, about, you know, the screens or whatever. Um, and uh, so, but on the, on the incline, like, it's like, good job. How you doing? Fine. Yeah. You just, you know, not, no, no talk, no chatter. Um, but he did a great job. I mean, and it's, it always, it's, it's fun. I mean, it's fun in that way that like, you you're like, wow, this is a really hard workout, but you know, you're going to make it to the top. And I mean, there was, you know, there's all different stripes of people doing it. There was, gosh, there was a family with little kids, like mm-hmm. little, little, I was like, oh my gosh, that is a lot of work. Cause the dad was carrying the smaller oh. one.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. No. Wait, um, <laughs> how, I got to ask some logistics questions. Like how many people do they allow on at a time? How did they manage it? Well, I mean, you pretty much just,
1: stay socially distanced. I think that they, you make a reservation because so that you don't have a a flood of people. We went on a Saturday morning. That's, you know, that would be a typically flooded time. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, you, you show them your reservation and then they're like, okay, go have fun. You know, if, um, you have a mask, if you, you you know, you don't have to wear your mask, but we had our masks with us if we wanted Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. Um, so you just kind of, keep, I mean, everyone is kind of going at a different, I imagine it's a lot like what races are like right now, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's kind of going at their own pace and, and you give people wide berth, you know, I think that's kind of, you know, I mean, when we got to the top, that was probably when we had, I had the most contact with, with, you know, random people or strangers, mm-hmm. um, you know, because people are gathered and happy and taking pictures and stuff at um, at the top. But I mean, really, it felt very um, safe and very. I mean, you're outside and outside, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you come down. It's a some a couple of people asked. They're like, you don't go down the same way. I'm like, you can go down the same way. They don't encourage it. I mean, you definitely mm-hmm. need to have like some yak tracks on because it's definitely icy spots. Mm. Um, but you can go down the trail. Um, so that so you go up basically a mile and you come down like three miles. So oh. mm-hmm. that's kind of how it works. So it's nice to have a little uh, you know, not quite so hard on the knees
0: <laughs> <laughs> or, or tripping over, you know, one of those beams or something. And then it's like, Oh
1: look. oh my God, you would just, you would, I mean, that's the thing is like, once you get going, like gravity would take you, you know, yeah. <laughs> There are not a lot of ways to stop. So, So, yeah, so it was, I mean, it was very good. I'm I, I put in my Instagram post. I have some great memories of it. I hope that he does too. Um, you know, I was like, would you ever want to do it again? And he was like, yeah, yeah. He said it was harder than he thought it was, but it was Mm. over quickly. So (laughs) yeah, uh, we stopped on the way home for, for mod pizza, which is my favorites, um, stopped and, uh, what else did we do? There was one other thing and I can't think of it right now but yeah it was a fun day. It was a fun Oh good.
0: Day. Oh good. Yeah. And it's a bit of a drive over there, isn't it?
1: It is. Yeah, I mean, um it's about an hour and 15 minutes to get to it from our house. So Okay. Yeah. So commitment. you
0: had so you had some quality-ish time, you know. You <laughs> <laughs> had some quality podcast time. We listened to some not not the AMR podcast, but <laughs> Hey, let's listen to me talking, son. <laughs>
1: Oh my so embarrassing yeah I asked someone to take our picture at the top that's when that's when the embarrassment came out full scale right Uh Uh because then I asked him to like take off his hood and maybe take down he he had a gator around his neck I'm like can you pull that down just for the picture
0: Uh oh goodness oh mom mom no more pictures (laughs) all right well on to our questions this is Sarah who got cold feet Hi i from
1: Amsterdam, New York. I tried to go for a run this morning and I was all geared up. It's very snowy and slushy out. Uh, and I was dressed perfectly, but my feet immediately got wet and were freezing cold. And after about a quarter of a mile, I had to go back home. So I'm just curious what you recommend for that. Uh, should I get waterproof running shoes? Um, I don't really know what to do. Uh, but anyway, Let me know what you think.
0: Thank you. Bye. All right, Sarah, we feel your pain. Uh, Dimity and I both attended Colgate University. It's about 90 minutes west of where you live, Sarah, as you probably know. And I did more than my fair share of cold, slushy central New York runs on roads that just, you know, I don't know, like there was hardly any shoulder. So there was just a lot of muck and guck and, and all that stuff. And so my first thought when I heard this question, Dim, was wool socks.
1: Of course. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So um, we're doing a, um, I think it might be even a wool sock review in February or oh. something. Yeah. It's a running sock review. Yes, yes. Okay, so I've been I've been fortunate enough to be wear testing lightweight smart wool, um, wool socks and they are so fabulous. I mean, you know, I know you're a big fan of wool too, but it's just the weight to warmth ratio is so awesome. You don't have to wear super bulky wool products to get that warming effect. They, you know, wick sweat. You don't feel like they're wet even when they are. They're just... Kind of miracle socks in my mind, miracle socks, oh those sheep <laughs> they're just
1: miracles from mother nature. yeah, I mean I, I can't yeah, I think that that's your first best bet is um, is wool socks, and then just kind of knowing that your feet are going to get wet, I mean, waterproof shoes, I feel like are uh, they I think they've come a long way, mm. um, probably in the years when it was like Sarah, when we were big gear writers mm-hmm. and gear testers, they were kind of brand new and they kind of felt like you were wearing. I mean, not duck boots, but I mean, they just didn't feel—they didn't feel like they had a whole lot of
0: flexibility to them. Oh, they were so stiff and just—you know—you and I both have sensitive feet for for in a variety of places, variety of reasons, and it's just like any potential hot spot you had, you're pretty much insured that those shoes were going to rub against it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they do. And I think like, I, th- I think they'd become a lot better. So if you go Sarah and try a couple pairs on and you like them, and especially if the person, if you're able, if you're able to try them on and um, the the person who's helping you vouches for them, it might be a, a viable thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean uh, the other thing that happens, the, the hot spots, the other thing that has happened to me in the past is that, your feet just get hot, right? Oh, I mean, it's not just, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I'm and, I'm and I know she's trying to avoid cold feet, but it's a different, it's that kind of sweaty terrarium feeling that you can't <laughs> yes. really, it's, they're not, and, and nothing is 100% waterproof, right? So it's like, it's little like wearing a rain jacket on a run, you know, like oh. a rain on a run, like it, it, yes, it will probably keep the moisture out, but the, the effects of it aren't going to be Yeah,
0: The the internal moisture is almost as unpleasant as the external moisture. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Because, you know, I live here in rainy Portland, Oregon, and, you know, I just accept that on some runs, my feet are going to get wet. And so with wool socks, at least they stay a comfortable temperature. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was thinking about some, a couple little hacks, um, which, mm. you know, usually hacks don't work super well, <laughs> hence the hacks, but, um, but two things, the first one, and I've seen people do this and you would have to try it, Sarah, cause I've never done it. But, um, you know, sometimes on, um, during rainy, really rainy, like marathons and stuff, people wear plastic bags mm-hmm. around their feet. Um, you might want to try that again, you know, I have no personal experience. I imagine you don't either, Sarah. I can't imagine that's something <laughs> that you would do. <laughs> um, and it probably also creates a terrarium feeling. That's one thing. Um, the other one is like a, a foot warmer, you know, you have the hand oh. warmer
0: mm-hmm.
1: hands. And if you could like loosely tie it, like maybe put it under your sock and kind of loosely, loosely tie it. But again, I think that might hurt your feet in the long run, especially if you're doing a, a long run, like yeah, or hot spot or something. Mm-hmm. So um, so those are my very, um, almost not recommended hacks, but maybe someone's <laughs> them. And if you have like tweet at us and, and maybe, maybe we'll get some validation there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, and then I also thought of waterproof gators, which, um, you know, come from the hiking and, um, back snow sport world and that, Um, and trail running certainly trail running Mm -hmm. so you can wear those with your you know the other sarah can wear them with her existing running shoes to keep the water from coming in through the opening the mouth if you were of her shoes and um that there i got some found a great rei article about gators um so some pointers about them um is when you put them on, you got to pay attention to how the gaiters feel around your ankles and lower shins. Obviously you get shorter ones. There's varying lengths of gaiters and you don't need ones that, you know, go all the way up to your knees or something. Um, So you you want- Yeah, right, right. So you want them to, um, you know, feel good around your ankles and lower shins, see if there's any rubbing, again, hot spots, let's see how many times we can say hot spots in this answer. Um, And then, um, because when sized correctly, running gaiters should be snug, but not uncomfortable. And they should stay um, securely attached to your shoes without riding up because you know, it's the opposite of your socks being eaten by your shoes. You don't want your gaiters to feel like they're coming up, but, um, Well, you probably need to have shoes that have the gator, um, the little, the
1: little hook on them. Uh, so, and there's another better word from that, like beam beam <laughs> for the incline and hook for the gator, um, but that, okay, here's one more. Here's my third. Maybe it's a trend. Maybe this one's good. Um, when you, when you talked about the holes in your shoes, I've seen other people put duct tape over their shoes. Like if they have, Oh a, yeah. If you have a pair of older shoes, Sarah, that, um, you know, you don't mind maybe getting a little gunked up, maybe you could duct tape around, you know, over the toes, over Mm -hmm. the forefoot, around the sides again, and that'll give you some breathability without, and maybe Mm -hmm. keep
0: some of the water out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I still go back to wool socks. I think.
1: (laughs) just going back to I got this answer, but really <laughs> yeah. just get your, Let's get some good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I also think about, um, I have, um, Raynaud's syndrome, um, which means that my, um, hands and feet in particular get very cold and sort of, it's a compounding effects. So once they get cold, they stay cold. And, and, um, so I remember when I was talking to my, um, doctor about it and I was, we're kind of debating whether or not I should do something like medication-wise about it. And she's like, Well, my best advice is just don't let your feet and hands get cold. And I'm like, okay, that's like, well, doctor, it only, you know, hurts when I laugh. Well, then don't laugh, you know? And but but that sort of once your feet start to get cold, it's a it's kind of just snowballs, haha. Um, so just keeping them warm. Even before you go out, you know, starting off with the warm feet can then help your feet stay warmer when you're out there in motion in the, in the slush and the snow. There you go. As I detail in this episode, I've rediscovered the benefits of foam rolling and I've given it my own unique spin. After rolling a cranky knot near my right shoulder blade, I spend a minute massaging the area with Nature's Gem CBD Rejuvenating Balm. The pain vanishes and my arm carriage is more free on my run. After about two weeks of that routine, the knot-o-tightness is gone. Gone, I tell you. If you haven't tried it yet or are unfamiliar with it, CBD is an active ingredient in cannabis derived from hemp plants. CBD offers a wide range of benefits from easing aches and pains to calming anxiety, reducing inflammation, and aiding sleep. And because Nature's Gem CBD contains no THC, it does not make you high. Nature's Gem Rejuvenating Balm absorbs quickly and smells faintly of hemp, a fragrance that reminds me of open fields brimming with budding hemp. Hey, if you drive around Oregon, you pass a lot of such fields. Nature's Gem offers a variety of products, including dummies, oil, lotion, and even pet products. As a special for our audience, Nature's Gem offers various bundles so you can try several CBD products to determine what works best for you. This is just one of the unique offers and weekly specials Nature's Gem serves up just for us. You can always save fifteen percent off one item with code Bammer. Check it all out at nature'sgemcbd.com/amr. That's nature'sgemcbd.com/amr. So this question is from Elizabeth asking about foam rolling.
1: Good morning, this is Elizabeth from Merrimack, New Hampshire. Mom of two beautiful little rugrats, and my question: While I'm on my run today is about foam rolling. I know I should do it. I know I need to do it. I know when I do it, I feel better. But I don't do it like I should. And I guess I'm just wondering why. Why as runners do we do that to ourselves? Why don't we foam roll more? And if we do foam roll more, how often should we be doing it? For how long? Maybe some technique advice would be great. Thank you and have a great morning.
0: All right, yes, yes, careful listener. I realized we answered a question about foam rolling a few months ago, but foam rolling is one of the tent poles of AMR because it's such an effective recovery and self-care tool. And I'm gonna say on a personal note, I'd given up foam rolling for quite a long time, but then Dimity, you asked me to um, proofread the materials for January Many Happy Miles. And it was about rolling calves. And, you know, that you just, you don't need to commit a whole lot of time to it. If you can only do one thing, do your calves. I was like, I can do that. And so I dusted off my foam roller and started rolling my calves and moved up to my, you know, my hips, my back and whoo, what a difference it all makes. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so for me, the reason that I had stopped doing it was it comes down to one thing, it's time. So Yeah. Well, and that's why. So
1: the foam rolling challenge in many happy miles, we're, you know, pulling down the, the wizard of Oz curtain here, but, um, it's, it's basically, uh, 20, we, we, the challenge was, is to do 20 days of foam rolling of your calves in January. And the reason why I picked the calves is because that is a place that gets very, very tight on many runners. Um, but it's also very accessible, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so like some people have a stick, you know, and they can easily get their, um, get their calves, um, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, and one of the things that, um, if you listen to the AMR trains episode with Kara, uh, uh I say her last name rhymes with Methuselah, Catruselah Kara Catruselah <laughs> um, the other day we were talking about habits, right. And what, um, what, how you make a habit and you have to start absurdly small absurdly Mm -hmm. small. And so that's, I think what happens, I think with a lot of women or a lot of runners is like, oh my gosh, so the foam roller. Okay. So I've got to get my calves. I've got to get the inside and outside of my thighs. I've got to get my glutes, my lower back, my shoulders, my quad, you know, it's just, it's like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it feels like a 30 minute commitment and you're like oh can't do it right and mm-hmm. it's painful and it's painful right so it's not like um it's you know you get to like sit in a bath for 30 minutes and let sure. everything unwind you know so i think that that's i think it's kind of a one two punch there is why people avoid it um and mm-hmm. so starting something with your calves so maybe maybe it's not your calves. Maybe your calves feel okay. Maybe it's your glutes or maybe it's just your right glute that gets really angry. (laughs) Just start there. Honestly, like start with something so small that you like, okay, I can sit down for one minute on this foam roller and that's Mm -hmm. it. That's all you have to do. Mm -hmm. Do it again the next day, do it again the next day. (laughs) Um, And so that's, you know, and that's why I did the calves and because then maybe you'll feel like, oh, it's, you know, because they are so tight on so many... (laughs) runners, you're like, oh, they feel so much better. Maybe mm-hmm. I should also do my quads, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe I should maybe try my whatever. So that's that's kind of why we did that. So that's where I would start. I mean, I know that she's looking for a prescription for how long and how much, but really it is whatever you can do um, mm-hmm. as often as you can do it without, yeah. without putting too much pressure on yourself to be like, okay, I've got to do it through the whole you know, half an hour show of Shit's Creek or whatever,
0: you know, <laughs> right, right, right. right. So, so right now I'm foam rolling about five or six mornings a week, but you know, like yesterday I didn't do it. That's fine. Yeah. So, and it's anywhere from five to 12 minutes. And that's just pretty much a factor of how engrossed I get in NPR that morning. So, it's like, sure. oh, okay, this story is still interesting. I'll keep doing it. And also you find areas that, in your everyday life, cause you no symptoms. It's not like you're carrying around this huge ouchie, but my gosh, there was this like fist of tight rock muscle in my right, kind of right below my right shoulder blade. And I didn't, I didn't, you know, it wasn't like you, you'd get anywhere near and it and it'd be like, ouch, ouch, ouch. It just, but the, when I would foam roll it, I would yelp. I would be like, oh my gosh, my family must wonder what's going on in here. And so I foam rolled, foam rolled, foam rolled, you know, grid you know, uh, and then I would use Nature's Gem CBD rejuvenating Bomb. kind of do a one, two thing on it and rub that in afterwards. Oh my gosh, my arm carriage felt so much more relaxed when I was running and after about I don't know two weeks of just kind of focusing on that area and and again using that rejuvenating balm, no more. It's gone. The fist is gone. The fist of pain is gone.
1: Well, I liked that. I really like the scientific term "ouchie." That's that's, <laughs> that's where we come in. That's where we shine at AMR. <laughs> <laughs> we, really, we really dig into the deep science. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, I think, I think that that's great, Sarah. And I, yeah, you definitely find spots that you don't know hurt, and Mm -hmm. everything is connected. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you felt easier, your run felt better because it was something under your shoulder. Mm -hmm. So yeah, again, um, Elizabeth, I mean, I don't, I, you know, ideally you're doing 15 minutes a day, you know, most days a week, but. Honestly, just start where you are and don't put any pressure on yourself because as soon as it becomes like a should, or I got to do this or mm-hmm. whatever, then it just becomes, we have enough of those in our lives. Right. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. Um, so,
0: so start where you can and, and see how it feels. Yep. Good advice. Good advice. All right. Our final question is uh, Carrie with a question about cycling.
1: Hi, Dimity and Sarah. I'm Carrie from Southern California. And I was calling uh because I actually have a question about bike riding. I know that Dimity, you have been doing a lot more cycling lately and I I do ride my bike a bit. I've done some sprint triathlons and some relay parts of longer ones. I, I really want to ride a century ride this year and I'm not really sure how to start. I wonder if you have any advice on training for a hundred miles or where to find a good training plan. I've Googled, but again, I could just pick a random one, but I thought I would ask for your advice.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye. So I love that we got a cycling question. So I just had to queue it up. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Dim, how about this for starters? Um, how about this SAT worthy analogy? Um, and do you think it's true? Marathons are to running what centuries are to cycling.
1: Yeah, I think that's true. Mm -hmm. Definitely kind of has a, a lot of, um, kind of sheen and aspiration around the number, like Mm -hmm. 26.2 or a hundred. I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I would have to, I will say centuries, um, are a little bit more low key, um, not Mm -hmm. maybe Mm -hmm. physically easier, but it's not a, it's not a, usually a, 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 a one starting time you don't correct yourself yeah. with your bikes you you go when you want to i mean mm-hmm. certainly most people start say around 8 a.m or whenever
0: mm-hmm. they
1: recommend it um and then uh the one thing that i often think of when i want to think of sensories are the the aid stations right oh like yes you, <laughs> you get off your bike you know so there's a lot of clip clopping around it takes a while it's not like you just run through and grab a a uh you know a, a, a little swig of water and, and get on your way um okay. and you, you know, you get off your bike, you use the bathroom, you have an Oreo or two, you might chat with somebody, you grab a Gatorade, whatever, you know, and then you get back on your bike. So it's more of a 10, 15 minute thing, which is nice because it kind of breaks it up. Cause you go kind of from aid station to aid station and, mm-hmm. um, and, and, it doesn't feel like a hundred. It feels like, okay, now I've got, you know, 20 more miles or mm-hmm. miles or before. So that's, um, those are kind of the two big differences I would say between the two.
0: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I do not make any pretense of being a biker. That's that's your realm, Tim. But I did do a century a million years ago. And it's when I was married to my first husband, who was um, six foot five, six foot four, one or the other. And um, so in centuries, as with, I guess, running races, too, they have a sag wagon, which, you know, drives Comes up along behind the last person and can pick up people who, in this case, you know, maybe get a flat tire or get injured or decide they can't make it or anything. So, all my colleagues at work, I worked at a sports magazine called City Sports. And boy, that Thursday and Friday before the century, it was all, hey, you know what SAG stands for? Sarah's a goner. And (laughs) God, (laughs) And I was, you know, I was, I was 23 at the time or 24 maybe. And, and I was definitely not the kind of experienced, athlete and, you know, I had some time to, I, my sports ego was very fragile back then, if you can believe that Dimity and, um, and all these people I worked with were like, you know, my boss was a national champion and ultimate Frisbee. You know, our friend Andrew who worked there was, you know, just a really accomplished cyclist himself. And I just was like, I, I think I might've started crying at one point at my desk. <laughs> wow. That is not nice. <laughs> and, uh, so, but I rode my bike, sorry, I rode the my husband's bike, again, my tall husband's bike. So Carrie, my one piece of advice <laughs> is to make sure that your bike fits your body because ultimately I was not a goner. Uh, I was able to accomplish the athletic part of it, but boy, I was in agony from leaning over too far and from this bike seat not being well suited for me. So did you yeah. train for that? Ah uh, sentry on that bike. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, oh no, even better. I trained on a mountain bike. So uh-huh. I would ride my mountain bike on the road. And back then I worked um four days a week. So I've I think I've mentioned this before on one of our shows that that on I didn't work on Thursdays. And so on Thursdays I would um go for a long ride up I lived in San Francisco I'd go up to all these beautiful spots in Marin and I just loved life but I would be on a mountain bike on the roads and why didn't you ride the mountain bike in the century because I just thought it'd be too heavy and um god forbid I just get slicks put on my mountain bike you know because it would have taken a really long time with knobby tires
1: Sure. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious wait, wow, that all. Yeah.
0: Down. I could, I it's the whole experience stands out so much in my mind. It was up through Sonoma and Napa County. It was foggy for the first half. So you couldn't see anything. It's like, Oh, wow. that's been really beautiful. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: Wow. All right. Well, so Carrie to have a better experience than Sarah did, um, a couple things. Um, I mean, so first of all, you, you've done a sprint triathlon you probably know the importance of, correct cycling gear, right? So not just a bike, but shorts, 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 shorts with (laughs) Mm -hmm. a nice chamois that you like that fits you well. Um, some chamois cream probably to help, um, uh, you know, avoid saddle sores and just keep things nice and, uh, moist down there. <laughs> that doesn't Gross everyone out. Um, so that's, that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is training for it is a lot like training for a marathon. Right. Um, and so it's a lot of just, you know, going a little, like, you know, being, um, consistent with rides during the week and then going longer on the weekend and then going a little bit longer the next weekend and the next weekend, and then pulling back a little bit and, and -hmm. doing that, um, you know, up until your race. And certainly, um, there are plenty of century training plans, like on training piece, you could find them. Um, train right is the, Mm. um, Chris Carmichael site out of Colorado Springs. I don't know if they have plans or if they just have, um, uh, coaches. Mm -hmm. Um, the other thing that they also, another thing is, um, bicycling.com. I was Mm -hmm. uh, looking around prior to this. They, you know, it's kind of like runner's world. Um, they would have some good ideas for you, but yeah, I mean, so basically you're going to want to get up to close to 70 to 75 miles. Um, kind of like you run like 20 miles for 26.2. Um, Mm -hmm. so, you know, you can carry yourself with some taper and some momentum to that hundred mile mark. Um, and then other than that, I mean, the only thing that I would say, like training wise, I mean, inside is great to ride during the week. If getting outside feels like too much, you know, you can put your bike on a indoor trainer and get that done. Um, spinning classes are also good substitutions. Um, every once in a while, spinning classes can get pretty intense at times. So, um, so don't, you know, don't do five days of spinning classes and go on a long ride. Um, you're <laughs> a little overtired. Um, And other yeah, I mean, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think a century is a great, great goal. And, Mm -hmm. um, I think right now is a great time to do one because you do have a lot of space, you know, on the bike. Um, you know, it's not, again, it's not like a, a mass start and you're in a Peloton You're, It's Mm -hmm. more, you, you ride at your own pace and maybe ride with a friend
0: or whatever. So -hmm. Mm -hmm. nice, nice, nice. All right. Dimity questions yes you got some and we you know we can
1: answer pretty much anything but don't ask us you know to talk about your ouchies because we can't do that <laughs> um it's the call us at four seven zero badass one that's four seven zero two two three two seven seven one give us your first name and where you're calling from keeping your message to about 90 seconds or less um, and like we say on another mother Facebook page, no question is too basic or
0: TMI, too much information. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was one of your best lines ever, Dim. Thanks, uh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and please tell your friends about this show as well as our regular Friday Another Mother Runner podcast. We're really trying to build up the number of downloads of our podcast and to that end, we are doing a contest in February next month involving downloads and subscribing to our podcast. So stay tuned for details about that.
1: Nice. All right. Well, Sarah, go, go go jump on that mountain bike. See how it goes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. All right. Talk to y'all soon.